Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. positioning 
Um, I mean, I, 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 sent it, I sent it out to you guys earlier today, um, but there's so much stuff that's in here, uh, villain, and I kind of wanted to unpack as much as possible, still leaving us enough time to, to cover the remainder of the show. But um, the New York football giants were, were, were listed um, as, as somebody in this particular document. Uh, the Denver Broncos and John Elway was listed. Um, you know, and the, the timing of this um, is interesting for me as well as this was um, presented on day one uh, of February, February being Black History Month, and, and you know, honor all the, the, the African-American men and women who uh, kind of bannered the civil rights movement and things of that nature and um, the ongoing fight. Um, that the NFL has on its hands with minority coaches and the way minorities are viewed and, and kind of given a bad rap. But um, I want to get your position on it, Dylan. Um, there's so many different places we can go, but looking at this document, knowing the state of the culture that we're in today, kind of understanding that your team was, was somewhat listed as somebody who is, you know, kind of being taken to task here. How do you feel about the situation at hand? Yeah, I mean, um, it's something that as chefs we've talked about. We, you know, we don't really necessarily bring it up. It comes into conversation, and we, we kind of go back and forth on it. Um, but this lawsuit at a very high level shines a light on something that we've talked about, that we said has happened. We never have proof of it. We never um, – it, we always say there's a causality, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, there's a problem with hiring minority coaches, especially African-American coaches um, in a league where now only one African-American coach is active, and that's with your Pittsburgh Steelers and the great Mike Tomlin. Um, there were African-American coaches fired this season. Um, the Rooney rule um, – it doesn't work. Um, if anything, I think it's hurt African-American coaches more than it's helped. Um, I'll argue that, you know, listen, while it's, it's put in place to, to incentivize teams or to force teams to, to interview coaches, it, it just basically says, all right, if I do the bare minimum, which is interviewing, it's the same as if this rule wasn't in place and I didn't interview him, I'm doing the bare minimum, right? That's all that it's telling you to do is to, to interview an, uh, a qualified African-American candidate, and that's it, right? Um, you know, Flores was one of the coaches that was fired this past season. Uh, Clooney uh, in Houston was another African-American coach as well. Um, there's plenty of qualified coaches, uh, African-Americans, that don't get the chance to, to, to get jobs or even to interview. Um, you know, Hugh Jackson being one of them, uh, Jim Caldwell. Um, there's a list of candidates that we can, we can go down the line with. Um, the rule doesn't work. And, you know, I'm glad that – not um, – Flores is taking it upon himself. He, even in a statement, he said he knows this will probably affect his his status of, of trying to get a job as a head coach again in the NFL. 
Um, he, but he accepts that he's kind of become the Colin Kaepernick for coaches or at least minority coaches. Um, you know, there are two minority coaches, right? Tomlin and then uh, Ron Rivera in, um, in Washington, but that's not enough when the league is 75, almost 70% African-American, right? In, in players wise, but, um, I'm glad Flores has taken the stand. Um, and it's unfortunate that these teams, like my team, the Giants, and, and others, they just don't get it, and they just won't. If they 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 don't, they're not being forced to change. They don't have to change. They don't have to change the way they do business. They just want a face that looks like them that they can relate with, and and that's it. And it's it's unfortunate. It's sad. Yeah, uh, I definitely um, I agree and I disagree with you. Um, I do agree mm. with the simple fact that, um, you know, the way the Rooney Rule is being being played out is is, mm. is wrong. You know, I think that mm-hmm. it's being used to kind of be a dog and pony show to kind of check the box. And if you look at what was uh, stated in the lawsuit, essentially, um, John Elway just pretty much just rolled out of bed, so to speak, and just came into a meeting to kind of check the box uh, with mm-hmm. Brian Flores. You know, the, the text messages that uh, were had between Coach Belichick and, and Coach Flores kind of, mm-hmm. you know, lift itself to the fact that the Giants in, in this situation pretty much already had their guy in mind that right. they had to, right. quote-unquote, uh, uphold a Rooney rule. The NFL did issue a statement. I'm going to read that to you in its entirety. It said, the NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring um, employment, um, like edible, equitable, excuse me, equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in providing equitable opportunities throughout our organization. Diversity is core to everything that we do, and there are a few issues on which our clubs and our internal leadership teams spend more time. We will defend these claims which are without merit. Now, when you hear that statement um, from the NFL um, and you kind of take into consideration um the state of the NFL when it comes to minority coaches, when it when you speak of the good old boys club, when you speak of the unfairness that these coaches, uh, African-American coaches are being judged, I'm calling BS on that statement alone um, because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't necessarily match up. You know, when it says diversity is core to everything we do, okay, I agree with you on one particular point where, again, 75% of your league is of African-American or minority descent. Um, but when it comes to leadership and ownership um, and coaching, they're not judged on an equal, equal playing field. And so can you really say diversity is core to everything we do when we have statements from coaches uh, saying that ownership is paying them to take a dive? When you have statements from from players and former players um, that said that ownerships are saying this and the third. I remember I go back to what Antonio Brown said that Mike Mayock and he had an altercation, um, you know, before he was asked to 
you know, leave the, 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 the Oakland Raiders at the time. Um, I can't necessarily say that diversity is course everything that we do. When you hear that statement, Dylan, kind of what, what's your take from it? I mean, I agree with you. I think it's BS. I, I honestly just don't. It's all. It's almost. It's all a facade. It's all. It's all for show. I feel like the end racism signs in the end zone and on helmets and everything. I feel like they're they're kind of boxed into a corner to do it because it's a part. More than fifty percent of the country feels that yeah, racism is bad and it's wrong. You know, it's it's the status quo. It, it you know what I mean. It's it's how you know more people are gonna that feel the same way that we feel that racism is bad is actually going to spend money, right? So go with the, the, the over 50% and the under, the minority, right? Um, I, how, can you, how can you justify – how can you justify that statement and then there's just no minority coaches that get hired, right? There's, no, there's only one minority owner, and that's the owner in Jacksonville. All, all the other ones are white. There's nepotism. There, you know, family, you know, passed down. The, like the Mara family has owned the Giants forever, for, for years. It's been handed down, you know what I mean? And getting into ownership is a tall task. The Broncos are a team that's a, for sale, could go for a record number. I guarantee you that that is not going to be owned by a minority any any anybody of a minority descent. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. Flores in the statement, Flores in the statement, serious said that he likens it to a plantation setting. Um, mm-hmm. While I don't necessarily agree with that because the correlation between you know being in bondage and slavery, where they didn't get paid, as opposed to field hands, the players being paid. I could see the similarities, owners high in their perch and luxury botches watching black men, you know, kill themselves for, for sport. And they do feel, treat them like field hands, like laborers, right? Um, you know, but it's not slavery, right? We're paid, right? But I can understand where he's coming from with the statement, right? It's just... <laughs> The system needs to change from the top down, and the owners make the rules. They hold the cards. So it's hard to change the rules when they're the ones setting the rules, moving the goalposts back every 10 yards when, you know, something – when we try to make changes, when we try to advance. They just move the goalposts. They move the goal line. It's it's, it's a ridiculous system. Yeah, I mean, again, I actually agree with you, honestly – on that standpoint, but, you know, we could sit here and, and, and talk about how bad the situation is um, until we're blue in the face, but until the powers that be either, you know, pass on or they have a, a legitimate change of heart, um, I, unfortunately, I'm not too sure what is going to be changed. Like, you know, I, I, I saw a Facebook comment um that was pretty outlandish, but it said if if, if the African American athletes want to make a, a a stand against what's going on, then they shouldn't just play anymore. You know that we have we, we have a Super Bowl yeah. coming up in, in, in two weeks. You know, and the, the halftime show, African Americans. You know, Eminem. He might as well be. You know, we got him in the racial draft. So, you know, Eminem's mm-hmm. only Caucasian going to be involved, but. 
you know, African American players who walk and playing playing games, and you know, we go out and you know, with with the other races and buy the tickets and, and wear the merchandise and, and and support this this these owners and and, and this corporation. Um, and honestly, until it hits them in their wallets, I, I feel that's going to be forced to change. If you look at the stop exactly. racism signs and, 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 you know, no against hate and my cause, my cleats, and, you know, salute the service and all that type of stuff, it, it's all money driven. And yeah. for, 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 each, for, for, for each time a player, you know, covers up a logo, it, it's a fine. For each time... You know, they do something to tarnish the brand. It's a fine because it's all about the dollar-dollar bill. You know, we have right, right now, and I know, this is a, I know this is a football show, but right now we are on the cusp of not having baseball, not because the players don't want to play. It's a money thing. Everybody wants yeah. their cut. Everyone wants their piece of pie. And if you, and, and, and if you attack the, the, the dollars and cents at that moment, these owners and you know whatever needs to happen starts to shift. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that you know they should stop playing or whatever it may be. But you know, if, if there's any type of merit and to, to what Mr. Flores is saying, this again is a massive black eye on the league. And just like Mr. Kaepernick took that knee and knelt to shine a light on a very, 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 very real problem, not so much in the NFL, but in society, Mr. Flores, you know, filing this paperwork and exposing the Miami Dolphins and kind of telling his side of the story of what happened with the Denver Broncos and the New York Football Giants. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope it shines a light on the situation. And I don't care if they're forced to change. Uh, change needs to come. And the way these minority coaches are being viewed in the league needs to change immediately. Calling number is uh, 929-477-2759. You got the next 45 minutes or so with your boys here at Sports City. Um, I'm going to throw it back to you, Dylan. Did you want to talk about this anymore? Do you want to make a shift? Because we could go on this for a little bit. We could go all night. I mean, but really, I just want to kind of hit two things, and I, I totally agree with everything you're saying, right? Seriously. Um, but the Giants, the big problem was that the the text messages, right? That how does somebody outside of the organization know that Dable is the guy and he had, and Flores hadn't even interviewed yet, right? So that's where this really kind of starts, right? Yeah. If he was, if Dable was the favorite, that's one thing. But if Dable had an offer before Flores interviewed, we got a problem, right? Point blank, period. Um, but yeah, I listen. This couldn't. This this lawsuit couldn't happen at a worse time for the NFL because they're going into the Super Bowl. They have the Pro Bowl. They'll have the Senior Bowl. It the spotlight is on the NFL right now. And for, but I'm glad it happened. It has to happen because change has to happen. And you're right. You follow the dollars. If you hit them in the wallet, something will happen. Um, so we'll see how, how far this goes. Uh, Michael yeah. Thomas, receiver for the Saints, said, you know, you know he's, Flores is out to change things. And 
I, I certainly hope so, and I hope it's for the better. And, and but it starts with the ownership, and right, you know, right. it 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 hurts because I'm a fan of football. I love football. I I, I stuck with it, but when is enough enough? Right? When do when do I have to say I need to step back from the most popular sport and the sport that I love because they only care about green? That's the only color they care about. You know what I mean? Right. And, and and underlining it is the lack of diversity and, and the lack of just you know they just don't they 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 work us they but and they don't, but they don't trust us. They don't trust us to to yeah. represent their their organization. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but brother. Here, I don't know. Here's here, 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 here the goofy thing, and again, we can move on from it in a minute, but if sure. you look yeah. at, you know, names like Eric Bieniemy, you know, he, he he's yeah. a hot guy who always gets, gets brought up. Um, and, you know, I was sitting here wondering why he, you know, wasn't taking these particular jobs. And, mm-hmm. you know, when 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 you look at, what Brian Flores is, is alluding to and, you know, the experience of other, other African-American head coaches. Now, keep on, these are head coaches. It mm-hmm. could be, you know, that he was like, you know what? I'm not trying to deal with that. I can sit here and be an OC, make my money, and not have to deal with the craziness that is dealing with the ownership and not trying to put sure. myself out there or just that in the third. And it's unfortunate, but we sit here and we crucify the enemy for not, you know, getting these jobs and get. Perhaps he's getting the phone calls, but he's just hanging up and like, you know, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, mm-hmm. I'm good. I mean, we all they, they all can't be Mike Tomlin, you know what I'm saying? And right. I dare say, if Mike Tomlin had losing seasons, you know, maybe he is a statistic. You know what I'm saying? He, I mean, he hasn't had a losing season, and yet we have folks in Pittsburgh still trying to run him out, but I'm not going to go there. Uh, call the number is <laughs> Before we move on to the next uh, particular topic, we got to pay some bills uh, sponsored by PHI Apparel. Hold on one second. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. You know what? It, it, it's Shout-out to PHI Apparel, man. Um, great company out in the Philadelphia area. i got to get some stuff for the wifey who is a mm-hmm. Eagles fan. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But use that promo code. <laughs> 15% off, man. I mean, time is money. i got a child, so I need, I need all my coins yeah. and all the savings, man. Um, I wanted to move on to the next, you know, big breaking news that took place today. Um, I, I guess it took place Saturday, but I guess it became official today. TB12 uh, finally hangs them up. 
Um, he announces retirement on a social media platform in a in a seven slide um, rant and whatever, kind of thanking a bunch of people and thanking the fans and, and family. Uh, Tom Brady leaves the game uh, with first in most of every category. He leaves with 243 wins, 15 Pro Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, 316 career starts, over 7,000 completions, uh, 84,000 passing yards, 624 uh, passing touchdowns. Um, how many of I have 19 postseason appearances? Uh, I see 19 in the seasons, uh, in the postseason, 35 wins, 10 Super Bowl appearances, 7 Super Bowl titles. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, so Tom Brady finally hangs him up. But one of the things that I guess is kind of funny, if you kind of look at it, is that long farewell uh, thing that he, that he typed. He didn't mention the New England Patriots one time. He did not mention the team that is you know that, that he did a lot of this stuff with one time, which begs the question to me, why? But we'll get into that on the back half. Um, but you know what, Dylan, go ahead and talk about Tom Brady, man, uh, his accomplishments, and you know if it wasn't for your guys and Eli Manning, I have ten, eleven rings or something like that, man. But go ahead and talk about Tom Brady, man, his retirement today. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, um, I wrote an article on SportsCityChefs.com um, about the legacy of Tom Brady um, that it will never be matched. Um, he is the GOAT, serious. I don't care what you say. Um, he is the greatest quarterback um, that ever ever lived. Um, I don't think he's the greatest football player. Um, I think he's up there. Uh, I, don't, I don't have him as the greatest football player. I think oh, it's another argument for another day. I'd love to get into the discussion with that, probably another show. But I, I'm here to, to, to tell people he is one of a kind. You're just not going to see anything like this for a while. Um, the accomplishments, he has records upon records. I hate the one about the wins. Um, it, it's a team sport, man. What do we? I mean, what, he doesn't – like, no other position gets credit for wins. Quarterbacks do. Like, it's ridiculous to me, but – um, you know, it's a it's a vanity stat that they want to attach to quarterbacks, but you know, um, he is a winner. He's he's won Super Bowls. He he's been in the, he, he he's been in the playoffs. Um, he's you break his career into three sections. Each section is a Hall of Fame uh, career. Um, you know, he he's just you know I had a hard time putting him as a goat for a long time. Um, Joe Montana was always my GOAT, but I had to acquiesce and I have to put him in, up there just out of respect for what he's done in the game. Um, not a class act, um, I, but I think, you know, he has nothing left to prove. 44 years old, um, his wife Giselle, um, you know, has highlighted in the past that, you know, he he would come home concussed. And, you know, you know, it's you get to a point where you just don't need to keep going out there and putting your body out there. Um, you know, he has nothing to prove. I think he's proven that he it's, – it's ironic that a 44-year-old quarterback, we're going to talk about, man, he could have kept playing a couple more years. You know what I mean? Like at a high level. Um, and I think that is an ultimate testament, and that's how you want to go out on your shield. I think, you know, like Elway went out as a champion, 
but I think at the end you knew he was done. Um, Peyton yeah. Manning as well went out as a champion, but you knew he was done. Tom Brady didn't go out as a champion um, per se, but you know he probably could win the MVP and he probably could put in a couple more years at a high level. Right. So, uh, not right. a lot, not a lot of people can say that, right? Serious. So um, shout out to him, you know, enjoy the next five years and we'll see you in Canton. Um, it's just, it's just a remarkable career. And as, as a, as a New York guy that hates everything, Boston, I, you just have to give, give the respect. I mean, the guy is just unbelievable. You know what? I, I, I echo a lot of your sentiments besides the fact that I still think Montana's the, the goat bowl. We'll have my conversation for another day. Uh, for no, me, we won't. For me, man, well, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, I'm not doing that with today, so, you know. <laughs> you just don't want to admit it. it. Just admit it. I don't. Just admit I, it. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, and I can't. I don't, and I can't. And, they, and here's the thing, like, I mean, people laugh at me and, you know, call me crazy or whatever case may be, like, for me, Tom Brady is directly responsible for the fact that the Steelers don't have more Super Bowls than they have. And I, as a fan, I can. It's very difficult for me to separate that from what he's accomplished. Like, I, I will give the man all of his flowers. You know, when he, when, when he goes into the Hall of Fame, you know, he's the first ball Hall of Famer. But I cannot wrap my lips to say that because I'm so angry at him for what he did to my team. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm that's so fair because oh, that's oh, totally oh, – I mean, and also for, for me, you know, I, I mentioned this on, on the, um, the free-for-all last week when it came in regards to David Ortiz uh, getting the mm-hmm. nod, you know, to, to the Hall of Fame. And with Tom Brady, you know, the, the scrutiny and the things that took place um, off the field, the, the, the spy gate and the deflate gate and, you know, mm. just the, the, the amount of craziness that had to go on for him to, 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 to get that and for the chips to fall where they did, you know, the fact that Seattle didn't run the football and, you know the Falcons. <laughs> the, the the Falcons blew the lead. I mean, it's, I I can't like it, it. Just again, he he's got the wins and he's got the MVPs and the Super Bowl awards and the Super Bowl appearances. And you know, at, at some point, maybe when I'm old and gray, you know, I can differentiate between you know what he actually accomplished and you know, what I'm seeing and what I, I mean, I, I think he got those Super Bowl wins, some of them because of his defense or because of stupidity or because of something else, but he's going to get tagged, you know, with the Super Bowl wins because it's a team game. But, again, I, I tip my cap to the guy, you know what I'm saying? For, for him to play at this type of level for 22 years is it, spectacular. Um, again, first dollar Hall of Famer. You know, I, I'm not too sure how that class is going to look because my guy is going to be up for, for for a nomination that year as well, and I'm not too sure they're going to send mm. two quarterbacks the same year. Oh, of course they will. Um, so, of course they will. So, so I, I, I'm not too sure, but, you know, once again, Tom Brady's going to screw us out of another one, you know. It is what it is, man. I hate this guy so much. But with that being said, 
I tip my cap. So, so wait, so wait, um, so wait. Um, I, I'm glad you can admit that there's no reason why you don't want Tom Brady to be called other than it, it just conflicts with your team. So that's just selfish. Um, uh, I'm glad you can admit it. Um, I, I, you know, that's part of the healing process. That's part of the healing process. Um, you know, listen, yeah, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm not Joe Montana is my favorite football player after Lawrence Taylor. Um, he, he, he was uh, Joe cool. I, I, I had a book on yeah. him, um, that I used to read front to cover from his Notre Dame days to, you know, go into the NFL. Uh, you know, I love Joe Montana. Um, yeah, yeah. Facts are facts, brother. Facts are facts. I, you know, I mean, he, again, he, he, he checks every box. He does. I he really does. It's, it's, I can't argue. I mean, looking at it, and you know, again, we, we sat here and we watched it, and we watched it, and we, I mean, mm-hmm. even as far as the the last game he played against against the LA Rams, like we saw it mm-hmm. in motion, like the chips had to fall exactly the right way, like Sony Michelle fumbles twice. Not Sony Michelle, but Cam Akers fumbles twice. Cooper Cup fumbles. Mm-hmm. Like, the snap went over Matthew Stafford's head. Like, what mm-hmm. else can potentially fall into the lap of Tom Brady for him to make this immaculate comeback? All of a sudden, you know, Jalen Ramsey gets cooked, you know, by Mike Evans, and that's just so happened to be the last touchdown that Tom Brady throws in his career. And it just so happened to cook one of arguably one of the greatest cornerbacks in today's game. Like, everything just lined itself up. And I'm like, yo, what more can line itself up to, to get – again, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Salute right. to Tom Brady, man. I, I, I really, you know, again, I can't I, – I can't knock the man off him. I can't do it mm-hmm. um, for what he's done, um, you know, throwing the ball and – you know, staying healthy for the most part of his whole career. Um, you know, I, I can't see – I can't really see what the next chapter of his life um, is. You know, maybe he, along with some part, you know, some people can kind of look in the ownership. You know, the Denver Broncos are up for sale, maybe, you know, between he and Giselle. <laughs> they got to bread. Right, right. He's a business, so – Diddy wanted to buy the Panthers at some point. Um, so yeah, we'll see what yeah. happens, man. Calling number is 929-477-2759. We got another chef in the building calling the 615. What's going on, man? How we doing this evening? What's up, fellas? Had some uh, family things to uh, take care of. Family matters, but not Steve Urkel uh, tonight. So <laughs> it's a <bit> <laughs> Bit, you know, uh, I ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah, we still right, right. Not league. Have you guys? Uh, yeah. I, I heard you guys just no, mentioned the Panthers. You, you know, I told you guys, and and you said serious. After this Dolphins thing, I cried foul. And you said I'm not sure. And if I figure out that that's the case, I'll be the first to call. But I'm not sure because of the general manager. Uh, when this first happened, um, yeah. So, so do, do you do you agree with me now yet, or is it really still out? Well, again, we we talked about it earlier, but I can circle back to it for you know for for a minute. Um, for for me, there, there is a legitimate problem 
um, in, in the league. And, I, again, with, with the whole Miami Dolphins thing, um, some, something foul is there. Something foul is there. And um, I'm going to be the first one to say that if what's, if what's being reported um, is accurate, again, I, I don't have no reason to think why Brian Flores would lie. Um, he's been very, 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 very candid and very, very, very specific about his details into what he has experienced. Um, again, Miami, you got a problem on your hands um, if, if what's going on is correct. Um, before before you speak, Mr. Harvey, we do got another call on queue. Call him um, 973. I think this is breaking news. Breaking news is this you? Um, no, this is Lou, but it is from New Jersey. What's up, Lou? How are we doing, man? We, we, we're, we're running around the room a little bit. We talked about the Miami Dolphins and this Brad Flores thing. We talked about. Oh, yeah. Um, we talked. We, we talked about Tom Brady uh, hanging up. You know what I'm saying? So you pretty much pick up where you want, man. I know, right? <laughs> we, uh, so pretty much. Pick up you, from a from a Jets from a Jets fan, you know, I, from a Jets fan, I couldn't be happier. I'm like, good. We're fun, he's gonna finally get us off our. We're gonna get off his back. He's gonna get off our back, and maybe we can do some damage next year and win the division at least. Goodbye. Well, well, uh, made me a happy man. Yeah, winning that division for a long time with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 uh, and the Dolphins are so I'm not sure about the Dolphins right now because they they they, they, they need a coach and, and a quarterback, but uh, the Jets are beating the Patriots to win the division, and they show us that they beat the Buffalo Bills. But speaking of the Patriots, yeah. um, Tom Brady announces retirement. Mr. Harvey and Mr. Lou, man, uh, me and uh, Zimmerman were sitting here talking about it, but if either one of you want to talk about Tom Brady, uh, the floor is yours. Okay, yeah. I got you, man. Like, you know, the one thing that he made in his speech is he forgot to thank the Patriots. I mean, he thanked uh, the Yucks, I mean the Bucks, but he forgot to mention the Patriots during his retirement speech. I mean, you gave him what? They gave what, six championships, uh, five, and you ditch him. Hmm. I mean, wait, wait, Tom so Brady was Lou, Lou, he went on his soapbox. He he gave them a long speech after he left New England. What more yeah. do you want him to do? Like, what more do I you mean, need him to do? Five championships, isn't that? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold no, hold no, hold no, he doesn't owe them hold anything. Hold up, hold up, hold up, guys. Hold up, hold on a second, Zola, because I honestly disagree with you there, because if, if, if you're going to go on a, a, a eight-fly thank you parade and thank everybody, the mother, the, 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 the chef in the cafeteria, the man who laced up your sneakers and taped your ankles and everybody else he had to think, the least he could have did with thanks to New England Patriots for taking a shot on him and drafting him yeah. in his retirement. I, I I mean, I understand that he did that when he left New England, you know what I'm saying, and, and joined Tampa Bay, but, I mean, you could have gave him a chance. You could have said, you know, thank you, Mr. Kraft, for taking a shot on me, blah, blah, blah. So I get it. I dig it. I dig it, seriously. Uh, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, Lou, but get over it. Like what can he? What can we do? Just sit here and argue about it for another half hour? Who gives a damn? Like I'm sorry, listen, I'm sorry, Ty. I put it in the swear bucket. I'm sorry, but listen, it doesn't matter. We know he was in New England. We know what he did in New England. So what? 
We're moving on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get over it, New England. Get over it. I feel like there's a uh, there's a lot of other things that take precedence right now that I would rather hit uh, briefly that's going on in the uh, not fair league uh, than than whether or not Tom Brady mentioned the Patriots in his pseudo retirement. Huh. Um, I mean, honestly, for and, me, I, I agree with you there. So, so, so I just want to say a, a, a couple of things that, that really jump out to me. First of all, first of all, congratulations to uh, to Joey Superboro and uh, and being uh, having a chance to go to the Super Bowl in only his second year. You guys know how I feel about uh, how I feel about Mr. Burrow and Jamar Chase. So. Uh, yeah, not gonna go too deeply into that at all. Uh, but that being <laughs> said, like I still want to mention, I still want to mention the fact that we got four coaches hired out of eight, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that some of these guys are not good candidates, but you mean to tell me that? The Chicago Bears hired this guy over some more experienced and uh, and probably better candidates and and very worthy black candidates as head coaches. Uh, to me, I look at Chicago, I look at Oakland. Oakland. I'm not saying Josh McDaniel was a bad hire. The interim coach really had these guys together. He had no chance in in Houston. Man, this this just this stinks. This uh, mm-hmm. this reeks of cronyism and and whatever else you want to call it. Uh, but yeah, but this has just well, left an extremely bitter taste in my mouth. Let me say this, and then Mr. Lou, I, I get your point on it. Um, again, Villain and I kind right. of spoke about it a, a little bit ago. But for me, if you're not a legitimate candidate. Okay, like, if, 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 if you don't want a fair interview process, Brian Flores alluded to this in a 58-page document that he submitted, you know, yeah. he, was never, he was never a candidate. He, he was just a dog and pony show, you know what I'm saying? He, mm-hmm. he, he, was to- mm-hmm. he was a token black guy who they used to check a box to, to, to fulfill a, a requirement or a rule, but he was never – a legitimate candidate, and if the African-American or minority candidate is not a legitimate candidate, I would rather you not waste my time, waste my exactly. energy to, 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 to somewhat interview for a position that I had no shot at actually winning. Yeah. Lou, um, I, wanted, I wanted to get your position on it as well, and then we'll go ahead and shift over to another topic I want to talk about before we talk about the, the championship game. But Mr. Lou, um, obviously, this whole Brian Flores thing is it, kind of a hot topic right now. Um, what's yeah. your position on it? And um, I kind of want to get how you feel about it. Well, I mean, first of all, I don't think – I think it was premature that the Dolphins did fire him. I mean, they were on the upswing, and they just, like, swept the rug right from out from under him. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I don't think it's worthy of suing, you know, three teams in the, in the league as well. I mean, you know, that's – I'd say taking it a bit too far. I mean, there has there has to be something else. I mean, still, I don't think he was worth getting fired. 
You know, so it's kind of like a very, it's kind of like a, a tough situation. You're going to sue uh, three teams, the Giants. Well, the Giants are a dumpster fire anyway, so we can scrap that out. But then uh, suing the NFL, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think there's a little bit more that is probably being heard here. I mean, yeah. I, I, I respect your opinion. I, I necessarily don't agree with it, but, I mean, I, I definitely respect your opinion. Um, one of the Thank things you. I wanted to talk about, as, as, as we move on, um, I spoke to the powers that be. We got the next 45 minutes or so. Um, tomorrow, um, right here, the Washington football team will unveil its oh, new yeah. name logo. Um, that's supposed to happen at some point tomorrow morning. Um, and one of the biggest uh, things that is being spoken about here in the metro D.C. area is the effect that's going to have on, you know, old-time fans and, and, and old-timers that, you know, had the sentimental value of watching um, the games with their family and friends and loved ones and, and those that have passed on to that love the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, 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 the name means something to a, a bunch of the people right here where, 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 where I rest my head. Um, and I wanted to throw this around the room. Um, all signs look like it's going to be commanders. Um, there's the, 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 the and drops. There's been leaks and drops all over all over the place, and um, on the off shot that it's not the Commanders, um, but I, I, I wanted to talk about you know the changing of the guard because the very next day on Thursday this team is being brought before Supreme Court you know for for workplace uh, discrimination and 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 misrepresentation and sexual misconduct in the workplace. Um, so it's going to be a quick 48 hours for the Washington football team, um, you know, starting tomorrow. But, Dylan, I want to come to you first. Uh, this is a team that's in your division. This is a team that you see a lot of. Um, and I wish I, I wish T.T. was here because, again, his father was a fan of the team. But uh, talk mm-hmm. about the Washington football team name um, and kind of what your position on it is. I mean, listen – um, we live in a different time where years ago, the, you know, that name didn't offend the the old t- team name. So they had to change it. They got pressure. Like I said, more than 50% of the country agreed that it was offensive. Um, the, 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 the Redskins thought, or the Native Americans that, thought that the Redskin name was offensive since the 70s. This is a movement that's been going on for over 40 years. Um, and they've been, you know, pushing it to the side, ignoring it. But now that a majority of the country feels that it was offensive, now you have that change, right? Um, yeah. It, I think it's, it's offensive versus the history of the, the, the team. I think the offensive, it has to outweigh it, right? Um, no matter how much I love the name, Redskins, not in an offensive way, but just because I think it just rolled off the tongue, right? And it was, it was, you know, it just was what it was. But um, I think Commanders is a safe name. I don't, I think there's better names that they could have picked. Um, I think like Red Tails would have been better, but that would have offended, you know, some some people out there. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, Commanders is safe. 
It's boring and it's safe. And that's where we are as a society. The end. You know, I actually agree with you a little bit on that particular statement. Uh, Mr. Lou, man, um, as a New York Jets fan, um, you know, this may not hit, this may not touch you as much. But, oh, wait. Oh, oh know, wait. Serious. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. One, one, one more thing. Lou, I, I heard that yeah. comment about the Giants. If you do it again, I'm coming to find you in New Jersey. Watch your mouth, Jet fans. I can't stand you. <laughs> Giants forever. Go ahead. Okay, okay. The position in the Washington football team uh, changing their name officially tomorrow. Uh, what's your position on it um, as it relates to, you know, the, the legacy that, that that old name once had? Um, and just kind of how you feel about it. Well, I think that it never should have been changed in any way. Redskins was a traditional name, and it was you know for for many years. And all of a sudden, you know, all this attack on the on the name more than came out. I think with you know find just the way it is. But I'll look yourself up for for a name change. I think uh, I think the Admirals I think is a is a very good name. I don't think it sounds offensive at all. I like I like the name the Admirals. It shows like you know you're you're in command. You're going to take charge. And that's what animals do. So I'm looking for that to be the new name. Of course, it probably won't happen, knowing me, but I think that's the best thing out of all of them. You know, the Admirals is not actually a bad idea. Um, no. You know, that that, that that was actually another name that I actually thought that it could be. Um, I mean, if, if, if you look at the merchandise and the lease, you know, it does have that military you know, tight feel to it. And so it is very, very possible that that could be the that direction and we could be all being duped uh, with the commanders. But, Mr. Harvey, I'll come over to you next, sir. You know, the, the Washington football team's new name is set to drop tomorrow. Uh, there's a lot of hesitation and, and feelings towards the old name. What's your position on it, sir? Well, you know, I, there's a couple of things I got on this. They could be the Washington Senators, so when the Giants rebuild, it could be like the old baseball thing back in the day. First in war, first in peace, last in the NFC East instead of the AL East. But, no, I mean, listen, I tradition's one thing. Um, I, I, I do take the stance that if I'm not of a certain – uh, background or ethnicity, I don't really get the right to say that something should not be seen as offensive. Um, but I think that um, maybe Atlanta, Kansas City, these people need to look at it. Who knows? One day we might be offended by calling planes jets. They might have to become the New York aircraft. I'm not sure. Uh, but but I, I no, those are, that, no, those, those are grounded. We'll, we'll ground the Jets, right? We'll ground them. Right, right. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, uh, listen, I, I don't know. I, I just jet, think it's a Jet all the way. I think it's plain. <laughs> I think it's, it's just kind of bland. Um, but I kind of think the same thing about, I think the same thing about the Guardians. I don't know, man. So, I mean, it, Listen, uh, I'm kind of an old head a little bit, so, like, uh, I'm a little resistant to change, and it takes me a little while to get used to it. But, listen, I got used to the uh, 
I got used to the Washington Nationals. It took a little while. I still kind of wanted to think of them as the Expos for a while. Uh, but I got used to the Washington Nationals. Um, I got used to the Washington Wizards instead of the Bullets. You know what I mean? So I, at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's still a football team. They're still going to play games. They're still going to uh, be on this everlasting um, search for a quarterback like a lot of teams are. And, uh, you know, they'll win and lose some, and I'll still watch, you know, if, if they're playing a team that interests me or if it happens to be on television. It's not going to affect uh, my interest in the team one way or another. Um, but I 100% agree with, um, with Barry's comment. It is safe. And nowadays, man, it, it, it's really interesting to me because we uh, we do have we do have freedom of speech as they talk as, as we talked about and heard about so many times, but we have to be so careful with uh, with what it is we say. We better be very intentional and selective about what we say nowadays. Um, so yeah, let's be safe, and that's what this is. Yeah. I, I, I will say this, and then I got to pay some bills. You know, we, we do have freedom of speech, but we don't have freedom of consequences from that speech. And I, I think, yeah, right. you know, if, 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 if you say that, that, that wrong word to the wrong person, it, it, it could end badly for you. But we're going to make a shift here. But before we do, uh, shout out to our sponsors, PHI Apparel. Uh, let's talk about the 15% off you can get. Um, on apparel for shopping at fullphiapparel.co. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Definitely, man. We want everybody here to go out and check out PHI Apparel, uh, sponsors of the NFL Wrap-Up Show. Um, we're going to make a shift here. we got about 35 minutes left of the program, and we need to talk about the games that were. Um, and I wanted to start with the first game, man. The Cincinnati Bengals go back in the arrowhead um, and, and, and get the win, uh, punching their ticket to the Super Bowl in two weeks. But, but what I wanted to talk about uh, for me was the game within the game, man. Talk about a tale of two halves. Um, Joe Burrow was just cool, calm, and collected. Just threw for 250 yards, two touchdowns. He did have that one pick in, in the second half. Uh, Joe Mixon uh, ran the rock relatively well, 88 yards. Um, he had the kind of the, the, the game set up um, one late there in overtime. Um, T. Higgins actually was the, was the weapon of choice. Um, through the air, 103 yards. Um, Jamar Chase did jump in the end zone, but he had six grabs, 54. Um, 
Here's the thing I wanted to talk about the most, um, and this, I, I think this is kind of where the game turned for me, um, was the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs only got to Joe Burrow and sacked him one time. And this was, in my opinion, um, going to be the tale of what, what won the game or lost the game for the Bengals because if you look at how the game unfolded a week prior, the Cincinnati Titans pretty much live in Cincinnati's back. So they can, tell, they can probably tell you what, what, what aftershave you wore, if he chewed Juicy Fruit Bubblegum, uh, what he had as a pregame meal because it was in this man's face so much. And I figured Spags would be able to draw on that and, and send pressure and generate pressure, but he did not. And even when they got to Joe Burrow, if you look at late in that fourth quarter in overtime, Joe Burrow was able to use his legs to kind of get out of there and make back-breaking play after back-breaking play on third down. Uh, if you flip it over, uh, Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns, three picks. He was sacked, um, sacked four times. But if you look at his, you know, the tail of two halves, he was, you know, his, his issues came in the second half. Jared McKinnon ran for 65 yards. Uh, Travis Kelsey got in the end zone, 10 receptions for 95. Tyreek Hill got in the end zone, had 78 yards. Um, Patrick Mahomes uh, fumbled the ball. Uh, he was able to recover the football. But honestly, literally a tale of two halves. Um, the second half in overtime, the Cincinnati Bengals outscored them 15 to 3. Uh, no, excuse me, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 17 to 3, excuse me. Uh, outscored them in the second half in overtime um, by a total of 11 points. So that turned to be the game. But I wanted to go around the room and kind of take the temperature and kind of get what you thought about the game. We're going to stay talking about Super Bowl until next week's show. But, uh, Mr. Harvey, I'll start with you first, my guy. I'm going to break down this game as you see it, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, falling at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. So, first of all, uh, let me just say that – the Chiefs' inability to get consistent pressure, as you said, was surprising to me. Uh, if you told me before this game that one team would get one sack and the other team would get four, I would have bet a lot of money that, <laughs> you know, uh, it would have been Cincinnati that just got the one, right? Um, so that being said, uh Man, listen, uh, I said to you guys just a couple weeks ago on this show that he has the chemistry with Chase. Um, As he continues to build that chemistry with Higgins, who is a very physical big receiver, who's going to be a matchup problem, if he continues to build that chemistry with Higgins, that offense is going to be something to behold over the next few years. And I think you're seeing that continue to, to take place. Uh, you just you just pointed to the numbers that that shows proof of that. Uh, you know, one of the things that I thought was cool was in 2019, Joe Burrow and LSU played the Dragon by winning in Tuscaloosa, and starting nose tackle Tyler Shelvin hoisted Joe Burrow up on his shoulder 
and carried him off the field. So you fast forward two years and about two and a half months, and they end up winning against Kansas City. Cool as a cucumber in the face of pressure, drives him down the field to kick the field goal to win the game. And you guessed it, Tyler Shelvin on the same team as him, former teammate in Baton Rouge, picks him up and carries him off the field in celebratory fashion. Um, hey, man, big ups to Cincinnati. They've never won a uh, they've never won a road playoff game. Now they have two. Uh, people talked about, and I was one of them. I said that the the playoffs is a different ball game than the regular season. They beat them in Kansas City in the regular season. This is a playoff. It's going to be a different ball game. Kansas City is going to advance, blah, blah, blah. I was wrong. Um, Cincinnati yeah. got them twice in their home stadium. Like, you can't uh, you can't really cheapen that, man. Like, um, big ups. Joey Burrow knows how to win, man. And, uh, and he, like, even you read stuff going back about him, even uh, his high school t- teammate said that, he walks that line between confidence and arrogance really well, but if it didn't matter what kind of game they were playing growing up, anywhere, anytime, if it was a competition, he was trying to kill you. Like, he has that that instinct to him. So, um, And he stiff-armed Chris Jones, which is pretty impressive, uh, on one play that ran away from him. So, I, you know, he even made a couple of plays with his legs when he really needed to. Um, you know, I – that is, uh, even though the stats are not as gaudy as some of his other games, you know, that's the biggest win of that young man's life so far, uh, at least at this level. So, mad props to him, to the Bengals franchise for staying patient with Zach Taylor, for them finding a way to match those weaknesses on that offensive line a little bit in this game and be able to uh, keep it more upright. And so, uh, much credit to them. I do want to flip to the other side of the ball for a second. And same with Kansas City. They had some success running the ball early in the game. And it's almost like they completely abandoned the run in the second half. Pat Mahomes is obviously one of, if not the best quarterback in the league. Uh, But he, uh, you know, he made a couple of ill-advised plays. and, And it came back to bite him. But I'm watching that second half a couple times just wondering what in the world was going on. With some of this yeah. play calling, I didn't really. Uh, I thought that I thought that that could have been handled a little bit better. And I don't know if that's the enemy calling plays or Andy Reid over overturning them, or I don't I don't know who whose shoulders to put that on. But I do know that uh, you know I have some questions about the play calling and the way Kansas City ran that offense uh, down the stretch in that game. Uh, it was almost like. Uh, when they let those guys back in the game, when, when when Cincinnati didn't fold after being down 21 to three, and they made a game out of it, it was almost like they spent the latter part of that game and the overtime just trying to hit a kill shot and get them out of there, instead of just running their normal sets and running their normal offense. And once said, again, I'm not taking any credit. I'm not taking any credit away from Cincinnati, but I think that Kansas City, uh, their their play call needs a little bit to be desired there. Yeah, you know what? I I said that very Choke thing sitting. to Villain um, in the in, in the group thread, but uh, Mr. Lou, I'll come to you next, sir. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, go ahead and break that down 
as you saw, my guy. I'll sound for you in two words about Kansas City. Choke City. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> you had that game in the bag, 18 points, and then all of a sudden, what the hell were you? What the hell were you thinking? I mean, whenever you had that game right in hand, everything, everything was going going smoothly. I mean, everybody was already thinking, well, punch and take it into the Super Bowl. We're going. Not so fast. I mean, Burrow. I mean, you know, I'll give him. He is a good quarterback. You know, for only a second year player, and if you know he wasn't hurt last year, they might have done a lot better. So I mean, he is. He's not taking so lightly. But the thing that you had this game in the bag the whole time until uh, midway through the third quarter, and then you just you just fell off. Mahomes, what is your problem? What is your problem? I mean, there's a lot of factors in the way. The, the play calling might be wrong. The coaching was wrong. Mahomes made too many mistakes. Of course, last year he had the concussion, and that's what happened with that. But, you know, Mahomes is becoming more like, you know, a bunch of hype rather than becoming, a, you know, a true – you know, a true contender on a championship team. He was fine his first year, but he hasn't done really much since. You know, I think he's being, I think he's becoming a has-been already. Hmm. So you think Mahomes is a has-been? The way it looks right now, yeah. Interesting take, interesting take. You know, Zillan, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you, sir. That, that's Zillan, a I'll, I'll come yeah. to you, sir. Yeah, I... I I can't, I can't with that right there. Villain, I'll come to you, man. Go ahead and break the, 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 the game down as you see it. Cincinnati Bengals get the much-needed win and advance to their first Super Bowl and some time. And one of the coolest things that I saw, um, and, again, I'll let you go in a minute, was the fact that after that game, Icky Woods was right there and he hugged Joe Burrow. <laughs> I thought that was one of the coolest things I've seen during the Icky Shuffle and everything. No, it, was, it, was, it was kind of cool, man, but Villain, go ahead and break it down, sir. <laughs> Icky Woods, man. Wow. Uh, shout out to Icky Woods. Um, listen, has been? No. Lou, stop, stop. I think everybody is spoiled by Tom Brady. Um, he went to four championship games, has one Super Bowl to, 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 to show for it, and we're calling him a has-been, a loser. Like Aaron Rodgers won Super Bowl, four Super Bowl, uh, championship appearances, and no, do you know how hard it is to get to that to that point to get to championship games and Super Bowls? It ain't easy. It's because Tom Brady does it almost half of his career. It, it, we no, we, they're levels, man. Like we're not putting him on that Brady level, and and if you're not to that level, you're a loser. That's not right. That's just he had a bad game, his first bad playoff game. I will admit that. Like, it, he didn't – he played tight. He played scared. He he made rookie mistakes, not getting rid of the ball, holding the ball, taking sacks, fumbling. Like, he he played tight. He played not to lose. He, he didn't play to win that game. He played to – tried to play to – just not to lose. And that was uncharacteristic of him because the, they gave – listen, the first half, the Chiefs – punched him in the mouth. You know, we said, we thought, some of us said, like, it's over. It's over. And and I said, not so fast, Sirius. I said, not so fast. Kansas City punched him in the mouth. You did. Cincinnati you did. got up. Cincinnati got up, punched him back, and Kansas City was like, whoa. What, whoa. That's what happened in the game. Like Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And then Cincinnati got punched, punched back, and Kansas City didn't have a plan. 
the one of the critical plays in that game was you had what four or five seconds left in this in the first half, and you're throwing that pass on the outside trying to get into the, take the points, take the points. If it wasn't there, it's throw sure. it in the back of the end zone and get rid of the ball. That's a bad play call. To your point, Mike, in serious, but not only that, that's bad execution. So that's not Andy Reid team that's usually prepared that that was prepared last week in their game was against the Bills at every level was not prepared against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and it came back and it cost them. Um, you're right, Mike. The the lack of pressure. Was was a huge was a huge reason why Cincinnati was able to to find ways to get get you know get the offense going. Nixon didn't have a hundred yards, but he was effective running the football. T. Higgins over a hundred yards receiving. He he started to have that connection. Big third downs. Kansas City couldn't get off the field. Uh, Burl cool as a cu- cucumber looked like snow and former with the glasses after the game. But he was as cool as as you can as as snow, baby. Like he was throwing them darts on third down, keeping them in drives. They couldn't get rid of them. They couldn't put them away. Give Cincinnati credit. This kid, his first full season in the NFL, has him in the Super Bowl. It's not a fluke. This team went from they're going to be dangerous to they're for real. So you know what? This is a damn good football team, and they're not even as good as they can be because they don't have an offensive line. And I think the defense can get a little bit better. This is a scary team, serious. And and kudos to them. They listen. Kansas City lost this game, but don't take anything away from Cincinnati. This is a good team. Joe Burrow is that dude. He's that dude. And, and Cincinnati. Let me let me add one more thing, real fast. Yeah, real quick. It's been the Steelers' division for a long time. The Ravens have kind of asserted themselves over the last few years. Uh, people wondered um, with how much talent Cleveland had accumulated on that team if there was starting to be a changing of the guard in the AFC North and maybe it was going to be Cleveland. Well, Cleveland's still missing the most important piece to an NFL franchise, I believe. There is a changing in the guard in the AFC North. But it may not be Baltimore or Cleveland, and it may not be Pittsburgh. It might be the Queen Cities. You know, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, as a Silver fan, um, I hate you both for saying it. Just an FYI, you know, I wish bad things to happen to you. I hope you stub your toe next time you move. I hope the food that you eat, doesn't sit well with you and you got to sit down on the pot for too long and miss your favorite, miss your favorite commercial. Um, I hope the fries go to the bottom of your bag and you don't get your fries at your drive through. <laughs> like yeah. With that being said, man, it, it, it sucks. It, it sucks because, you know, when, when, when you look at you. this team and I mean, it does, it does. I mean, here, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. I tip my couch to the Cincinnati Bengals for what they were able to accomplish this year. But I need to see that consistency before um, I'm able to just be like, okay, there's a new sheriff in town. Because the split the Cincinnati Bengals are doing what they're doing. Hold up, sir. Hold up, sir. Hold up, sir. Hold up, sir. 
what the Cincinnati Bengals are doing right now, okay, they are the darlings of the league. They, you know, slayed the Giants, you know, beat, beat the bad boy Steelers and the bad boy Ravens and blah, 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 was the exact same stuff that the Cleveland Browns did a season ago. Now, again, I'm not comparing the two because I honestly think that the Cincinnati Bengals have more staying power than Cleveland. All I'm saying is I need to see consistency from them year in and year out. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if they just happen to win the Super Bowl this year, yes, they, they win the Super Bowl. I want to see what they do as a follow-up. Do, do, do they adjust the offensive line? Does, does, does Joe Burrow and company Dude, come back? You're going to be that um, guy. And, if they win, they win two Super Bowls, you're going to be like, well, I need to see them do it three times in a row. And if they win four uh-huh. Super Bowls, I need to see them do it five times. <laughs> what are we but, talking but to about? Your point, though, but to your point, though, serious, to your point, that's why I said May. I said there yeah. may be so, a changing of the guard no, because okay. there's a difference in being the hunted and the hunter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Correct. And, again, I'm not, I'm not sitting here and saying that, you know, F the Bengals and the stack the third because they're in my division. Again, I'm giving them their flowers. What they are doing this year is spectacular. I actually picked them to win the, the second game. I, I thought the Raiders would get them the first time, but I, I definitely took them to beat the Tennessee Titans, and I can't deny what, they, what they've been able to acquire. I mean, damn, you got all these first-round draft picks. I mean, at some point, they got to show out for you, right? With that being said, call-in number is 929-477-2759. You got the next 15 minutes or so with your boys here with the chefs. And um, I, I, I'm going to talk to you guys about the San Francisco 49er game um, and, the, and the Los Angeles Rams. Um, this was a different contrast to the first uh, championship game. Um, this is, again, another opportunity where the 49ers and a, and a Kyle Shanahan coach team blew uh, a nice size lead late and ended up losing the ball game 17-20. Um, to 20. But Jimmy Garoppolo, um, he wasn't flashy, but he was efficient, you know, threw for, three, uh, threw for 232 yards. I did have the two touchdowns. He had the costly turnover late. Um, the running game really wasn't much to speak of, which is odd for a Kyle Shanahan coach team. Uh, Debo uh, had 26 yards of rushing. Elijah Mitchell had 20. Um, Receiving-wise, uh, Debo Samuel was, was the guy he looked at, 72 yards for a touch. Uh, George Kittle only had uh, two catches for 27 on five targets. Um, on the flip side, Matthew Stafford, uh, 337 yards, uh, two touchdowns. He was sacked twice. Cam Akers and Sony Michelle did the bulk of the, of the running work for a tune of 48 and 16 yards, respectively. Um, my MVP of the league, Cooper Cup, did whatever the heck he wanted to do. Uh, 11 yeah. catches for 142 yards. Uh, on 14 targets, two touchdowns. Odell Beckham Jr. of the aforementioned Cleveland Browns, nine catches for 113 yards. Um, you know what? This game came down to Sean McVay uh, not bending. You know, like we alluded to with the Kansas City Chiefs and the, and the Cincinnati Bengals, you have a great plan until you get punched in the mouth, and then you have to counter and, 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 and do yeah. plan C. And, and plan D, and it looks like um, the, the L.A. Rams had the opportunity to let go of the rope. You know what I'm saying? They had to exercise some demons. This is a team 
that has beat them six consecutive times uh, dating back to last season, actually a couple seasons before that. Um, and so for, for Sean McVay to, to, to win this game at home and get his team back um, in the Super Bowl was something spectacular. Matthew Stafford um, finally gets himself to that elusive Super Bowl and has an opportunity to, to win an elusive ring um, and everything like that. I wanted to talk about the L.A. Rams side and then to talk about San Fran. But, um, Dylan, I'll, I'll start with you. What, what was your takeaway from watching this particular game unfold on, on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, um, the 49ers really punched them, and I think the Rams dug deep and found a way to get the win. I mean, being down 10 to a team they haven't beaten in three years, um, they had every reason to, to doubt and not believe, but I think, you know, Aaron Donald's passion and speed is on the sideline really kind of and, – and his play after that. I, I look at that play when he, he forced uh, Garoppolo to, to throw that interception where I watched him on that play. He was stood up at the line, and then he just found something extra to get a push against the, the guard and to really – make his way towards uh, Garoppolo. It, that was just will. That was he wanted it more, and he backed up his words, right? Um, give that defense credit. Um, the 49ers are a juggernaut of an offense, but they, yeah. they do a lot of good things well, like running the football, and they held them to about 50-some-odd yards rushing. So they forced Shanahan to have to put the ball in Garoppolo's hands, and we've said it on other shows, he's good for a pick or two, right? He can get, make some throws in the league. He can he can make, you know, he can make some throws, right? But it, you give him enough chances, he's going to give the game away. And that's what he did. Um, so credit to them. I think that form by Shanahan not getting Debo Samuel the ball in the second half, I think that's a huge mistake. Um, that was probably what cost him the game, among other things. Um, but, you know, shout-out to Matt Stafford. Shout-out to Odell Beckham Jr., yes. former Giant. Um, Matt Stafford proved that he belongs in that discussion with elite quarterbacks. I think, you know, he was just on bad teams in Detroit, dragged them to the playoffs a couple of years, three years. But for the most part, they did a poor job. Detroit failed him in building a team around him. There's a team around him, and he he validated McVay by getting them to the Super Bowl, where if golf was in that position down 10, they don't win that game. But now that you have Stafford, they win that game. And one thing I'll say, Odell, that play when Stafford almost threw the pick and Tariq dropped it, the next play, he goes to um, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham in New York would have popped up, got in the guy's face, and there would have been offsetting penalties on that late hit and backed them up. But Odell Beckham kept his composure, showed his maturity, kept, kept his head on him. They got the yards, and that was a, a big, big play and a big drive. So that's the maturity of Odell Beckham. His demise was greatly exaggerated. Um, I, you know, as a Giant fan, I'm, I wasn't a big Odell guy. I wanted him off the team. I didn't feel like he fit. But I, I'm happy that he's grown, he's matured, he's validated, 
he's going to the Super Bowl. Shout out to the Rams. They did everything right in this game. I, I definitely uh, agree with you on that perspective. Um, Mr. Harvey, I, I'll come to you, my guy. You know, talk about the, the L.A. Rams, and if you want to go ahead and sprinkle in the, the, your, your take on the 49ers, go right on ahead and do stuff. Mr. Harvey, if, 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 if you're talking, you're on mute, sir. Okay. What I you sure was. Mr. My Lou, bad, I, my bad. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. Go my ahead. bad. I'm sorry. Um. He was going. It hadn't happened. It hadn't happened to me in a while. It's gotten everybody recently, though. Nah, like I guess for both of these games, you could you could say shout out to number nine, right? But uh, nah, like I thought that definitely did exercise some demons. That is the one similarity in both of these games is that the the two teams that prevailed got punched in the mouth and had to had to fight back, had to get up off the deck and fight back, right? So. Um, yeah, if if he doesn't drop that that interception, you know this game may go a different way. It's a very very highly contested game, which is what we all expected. You could also say if the guy doesn't drop the touchdown pass, then that interception may not have uh, early in the game, second quarter I think it was. That maybe uh, maybe that interception doesn't carry as much weight. Um, I don't really blame this one as much on. Um, Shanahan, though, I think, listen, it, it took a tremendous, almost uh, superhero-type effort from Devo Samuel this year, um, and especially down the stretch for this team. Um, I thought that the Rams did a decent job of closing that hole in that second level of that defense that we talked about uh, for a few weeks on this show. And, listen, credit to that Niners offensive line, because for the most part, they were able to neutralize Aaron Donald for a lot of this game. Um, but at the end of the game, like you said, just sheer willpower. Um, Aaron Donald just finally had it in his head, like, I'm better than you and I'm going to prove it. I'm going to I'm going to make an impact play right here. Um, and he did. I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes you need your greatest players or your best players to make plays. And at the end of the day, Aaron Donald did that. Uh, big shout to Cam uh, Ake. Cam Akers for being able to bounce back. Listen, uh, we talked about him being on the field, um, a very short recovery time and him being able to bounce back. Um, he didn't let the fumbles last week rattle his confidence. I thought the, the, the running game did just enough to kind of keep them in the game. But listen, Matt Stafford, first time ever on this stage. I mean, we know he never won a playoff game before. Um, he played Tom Brady the week before. And then you come in here and throw for 300-plus yards. Uh, in the biggest pro professional game of his life, right? Like, um, you can't knock that. Uh, this is a guy that has uh, continued to practice his craft, gotten, uh, like any quarterback, maybe at times too much credit, but too much of the blame when things have gone wrong. So to see a guy who's played the game for the most part the right way and been tough his whole career have a chance to advance uh, to this stage it is very rewarding, like for longtime football fans and whatever, uh, for people that like to root for sort of the old guard. Um, it's not hard to get behind Matthew Stafford and 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 that team. I personally can't ever cheer for the Rams after that uh, debacle with the Saints a couple of years ago. Uh, but oh yeah, I'm a very uh, but I'm very excited to see Matthew Stafford as a as a player um, who had spent most of you know all of his career before this year. 
on that uh, on a franchise that just didn't, I mean, quite honestly, didn't do enough to to really help him and put enough around him to get there. I'm excited to see him finally get that chance. And then the last two things that I'll say is, y'all thought OBJ was washed up, bro. Mm-hmm. Quarterback. And look what happens, man. This man can still make plays. Uh, he's not uh, He's not over that hill as far as uh, as people thought. Like, big game for that guy on, on Sunday. And I'm proud to see uh, Odell Beckham get a chance to uh, get a chance to play for a championship. Uh, listen, I think the future is still bright with, uh, with San Francisco. I think that that team is going to be a problem for a, a lot of people continuing to move forward. Uh, but like I said, man, I'm, I'm happy for Beckham, especially, uh, so, you know, either way it goes, uh, one of my, you know, a former LSU Tiger will get a ring in a couple of weeks, man. So, um, yeah. No, big, big, uh, big ups to the Rams, man. They they earned it. It, it didn't come easy, and and they were able to to pull it out of the fire, man. But a very good football game. And how about how we've never had before last year? We've never had a team play a Super Bowl in their home stadium, and now it's going to happen two consecutive years. Definitely, yeah. definitely. My last thing. I'm sorry. I I wanted to throw this one thing out there, and 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 serious. You've said this a couple times too. The Rams. Basically, when they pulled that trade off to get Matthew Stafford, they said, we think we got everything else, so we're putting all of our chips in. We're going all in. And as you said and as uh, many have said, um, in this case, uh, it paid off to this point for them to have gone all in. Sometimes you go all in and you end up uh, losing the house. But uh, this was a bet that the, uh, the Rams are one game away from being able to cash in. There you go. There you go. Mr. Lou, I'll come to you next, sir. The the, the LA Rams and the 49ers uh, play an a, a, a interesting game out there in SoFi. Yes, they What's did. What's your take on it, my guy? Yeah, I mean, it didn't look like you know, much hope for the Rams until, I mean, their, their, their offense was lacking all the way up to the middle of the third quarter, and then they, they found a way to beat the 49ers. You know, both were the players were a surprise team issue. They started off, you know, crappy, and then uh, made a late surge uh, late in the season. But uh, you know, I have to give it to Stafford because he is he is a great player, despite the fact he's been you know with the with the Lions, which are a pathetic team to say the least. And I'm just happy for him that he's finally going to get a shot at uh, Super Bowl title. It's been a long time coming. You know, 13 years in the league, and well. He's a good player, but the uh, Lions haven't done jack. And now he's going to get a chance at a title. And it's about damn time. <laughs> All right. You know, we're at the tail end of the show here. Mr. Lou, thanks for stopping by, my guy. Go ahead and give us a plug and a close out as we shut down the, the wrap-up show this week. Mr. Lou? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you were, I thought you were leaving. Um, uh, thank you for um, for having me on. By the way, I have a show of my own actually on Saturdays. If if you got time between five and seven p.m. Uh, it's East Coast time. The show is called the Enhanced Sports Show. Uh, the number to call is five one two five four three four six six two. I'll repeat it again: five one two five four three four six six two. You know we're going to be discussing um, a Super Bowl preview or recap uh, the AOC and AFC Championship games. Uh, we'll touch base on, on the Olympics as they start actually tomorrow, 
even though the opening ceremony is Friday. Uh, yeah, we'll deal with uh, what's the uh, labor talks in baseball, which is not going very well at all, and they're expecting <laughs> it to land spring training. So we're gonna we're gonna carry all that because on my show we carry the good, the bad, and oh yeah, definitely the ugly. And this is ugly. So if you got definitely. time, Thank you so follow much. the show starting. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, get that information over to Villain. Right. Villain to get it out to the rest of the chefs, and we'll definitely try to pop over there uh, at some point and, and support. Uh, Mr. Hart, you know what to do, man. Shut us down as we close down the NFL Wrap-Up Championship Edition show. Man, let me just start by, uh, as always, representing and saying uh, much love to the big homie TP. Without him, I wouldn't be with you guys, man, and uh, – and sharing the space and the time. So I'm forever appreciative of that, and you guys are going to hear until you're tired of it and probably hear it some more. Uh, but much respect for uh, to him, to you, Sirius, Barry. Uh, man, I, I always enjoy chopping up and sharing space with you guys, man. Uh, always a pleasure and a privilege uh, to do so. It's, it's uh, some of the highlights of my week, so I, I definitely appreciate you guys having me along. Uh, that being said, man, Sports City Chefs, check out the website, the finger foods, the blogs, all the things we got going on, PHI Apparel. We got shows upon shows, man. We got the cookout on Wednesday. We got the brunch. Uh, we time us on uh, Sunday morning to 11 Eastern. Um, and, of course, you see the NFL wrap-up shows tonight, the Crossover Cafe on Thursday. So lots of shows. Check out the barbershop on Clubhouse, man. We have over 6,000 members. Always have some good things going on there. Uh, all kinds of conversations, not just about sports, but even life-related and that kind of thing. So come by and chop it up with us over there. We talk about uh, a wide variety of things, and we're always uh, we're always trying to grow the community. Uh, on Clubhouse, there we got some uh, we got some merchandise there as well, barbershop hoodies and t-shirts. Even though it's wintertime, you might still need a good workout shirt for the gym, and those shirts are high quality, man. So. That being said, man, I'm always representing Louisiana, even though I'm in the Midwest, southern-born and southern-bred, my friend. Lived in other places in the country, but uh, as always, laissez-les-bon-temps Let the good times roll. And come on, NFL, figure it out. you got four more chances, bro. Thank you so much, Mr. Harvey, man. It's such appreciative of you popping by, and I definitely echo his sentiments, man. Come on, check out with us at the barbershop, man. I was in there today, man. It was wild. It was wild. Villain, you know what to do, man. Shut it down, man, as you get out of here, my guy. Yeah, Sports City Chefs, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we love doing this. We do it out of love. Um, but we also we love to have some fun and talk sports. Uh, Mike, always a pleasure having you, Lou. Thanks for calling in. Definitely hit me up. We'll get that information out to the masses. Um, serious, um, you know, I like Malik. I, I don't, you know, I like your wife. You know, your wife is really nice. Oh, um, oh, thanks, man. That's, that's about as nice as thing I can say, but no, I'm kidding, man. <laughs> serious is a good dude. That's my dude, man. Um, SportsCityChefs.com, good website, the news, the blogs, the interviews. Um, we're doing a lot of things on there. I'm blogging like crazy. Michael, serious blog, please, before the villain gets angry, Listen, we're looking for writers. If you want to get in there and write for Sports City Chefs, um, just reach out to us. Um, you know, hit our contact you information. That, man. I got you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, we're always looking for writers, so we put out an APB. If you're interested, please uh, let us know. 
Um, we're always looking to grow our, our network and grow our, our brand, um, get the merchandise on there as well. Shout out to PHI Apparel. Um, use that code CHEFS to get 15% off. Um, you know, it's always good stuff. they got a lot of good stuff for Philly fans out there. Um, with that being said, we got the Callers Cookout tomorrow. We'll have the Crossover Cafe and then um, the, the flagship show, the sports, uh, um, the timeless uh, Sunday brunch. So a lot of shows, a lot of things going on. Um, with that being said, thank you so much, Sirius, uh, Michael, for hanging out. Um, the villain's out. That's it. <laughs> Thanks so much, villain man. Um, I like the kids. You know, he, he got some cool kids. You know, I, I like the miss a little bit. Me not so much. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, you did something right. You know what I'm saying? That, that's yeah, about exactly. it. Man. That's about it. No man had a birthday a couple of days ago, man. Shout out to the little homie. Uh, I saw him out there with his little Steelers outfit, man. I thought that was good. That, that was good. Train him up right. Not to be a Jets fan like you or, or a Mets fan and I'm like that. I'm proud of you for doing good to do I'm not a Mets fan, like a little you Mets. jerk. Uh, I don't know if you're talking about third, man. Thanks so much, man. What's your boy, Stretch up that four went to? And the 703, man, it's such a pleasure to do this show. Um, I, 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 I'm blessed every time I get a chance to come in here and, and step behind the mic, man. It, it, it's a dream that, um, you know, I had as, as a little guy, and, you know, it's coming to fruition. And Lord willing, you know, I might be able to be on a bigger stage, you know, repping Sports City, man. So I'm definitely thankful for the opportunity. Shout out to all our sponsors, PHI Apparel, man. Thanks for partnering with us. I'm looking forward to uh, our continued partnership. Use that code, uh, CHEF, to get 15% off for all your merchandise. Um, definitely check out the barbershop, as my man, Mr. Harvey, alluded to. Uh, we got some stuff on the Sports City Chef's website, man, hoodies and hats and, and snapbacks and things of that nature, man. Um, I've got very unique single food um, in the works, man. Um, those of you guys that know me, um, I pull no punches, I spare no feelings. But I'm about to introduce you to uh, somebody where, where, where that comes from. Uh, we're going to break down the 2021 uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and then look ahead to 2022 uh, kind of salary cap and off-season style. So I'm excited about uh, putting that together with my dad. You know what I'm saying? I'm very excited about putting that together with pop. So with that being said, as TP would say, tell a friend to tell a friend. It's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now nah, they know. We out. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef. Kaboom! Sports City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. To tell a friend, it's the Sports City chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, you, Chef, you. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, you, Chef, you. Yeah. Captain. Todd. <laughs> Woo. Connecticut. Uh-huh.